What's a podcast? It's a. It's like a radio show, but not on the radio. Marcus, do you like movies? What's that, honey? <laughs> this is a Zebras in America podcast, a podcast about cucumbers. We just love cucumbers here. I really like uh, a full sour. Who who here likes a half sour? A half sour is great. Half of course you great. do, because you're not Jewish. That's who true. are you? I'm Bill Scurry. Oh, uh, crap. And And... Who likes a garlic dill? I do. And who are you? Saskia Khan. And who just likes, who doesn't like pickles? Don't look over Fucking here. Fucking inhuman monsters. Inhuman, inhuman monsters. Shots fired. If you don't like, if you don't like cucumbers or pickles, go fuck yourself. This is Zebras in America podcast. It's a very special podcast because this is the first podcast of the year. Yeah, that's true. The year yeah. being 1980. <laughs> You're time, I'm negative. time traveling. I'm negative. You're you're positive. I'm five. I'm you're five you're years. five years I'm old. Five years old. Willard you're... Finn was sexually harassing a Paulette Smith <laughs> at their job, <laughs> literally. But it all worked out. I got that's, born. That's your mother. Yes, it is. So, Who's so, now Paulette Finn? But she was Paulette Smith. Then. Don't change the timeline. Don't yeah. go back. Don't to change the, the timeline. because yeah. we're also a time travel podcast, <laughs> as well. Yeah. We are at we times, are. legit. Welcome to the Primer we are at cast, times, yeah. We, 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 I've just watched every transfer movie. Okay, shout there's, out to John Cross. There's six and a half of them. Wow, I've seen the first one at Alamo. It's dope. The first one's incredible. The first one's very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah, weirdo. Yeah. I've seen the first and the third. The third Which, one's really good. It is. They're all, I, I mean, I like all of them because the music's really good and the premise is so wacky, you know, because it's, it's Quantum Leap plus Blade Runner, and but like not as good as either of the two. But um, yes, this episode's really cool. My my roommate and fiance Sask is here. Hey Scott. Hi Sask. I'm coming close to you. Hi. <laughs> She's being weird. That's cool. Cause we're all weirdos here. And Bill, Bill's here cause he's he's teaching us some stuff behind the camera that you don't get to hear. But I'm about. like the first like the first Uber fan of this podcast. You right? you you are when uh, yeah we're talking. Uh, that's hard. That's no. Hard. Oh, really? shout out to Javier. We, we, Javier, okay, Javier and Jacob. But I'll share when I went to credit. a Kevin Geeks Out show, yeah. this was like episode two, of, <laughs> had come out. It was a Kevin Geeks Out show at the Alamo Draft House. We were all, there's like a regular group of film Twitter folks who go there. We went to the bar afterwards and he pulled out his phone and he had episode two of Zebra in America playing on his phone. Well, I, but still, shout out to Jacob Rivera and yep. Javier because those two Jacob guys Rivera's also. A sh- he's a shit. Jacob yeah, Rivera's Jacob great, Rivera's yeah. been, been uh, identifying what our episodes, the, the, the bullet points. Always and, shouts out 413 whenever I bring yeah, out my hometown on the show. Uh, Javier Bentello has a, seems like he's living the best life with his family. Yeah. All of them dancing, yeah. All just lots of dancing. Yeah. And he, he wrote he wrote a list of of every reference we made the first like four episodes. I think it was more than four episodes. He's I think it went he had I think, he had, I think he had to stop. While. I think his wife was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, totally. Like these are just these weird dudes. <laughs> we dance. You have two awesome kids. It's like come yeah, on. like let's we want to watch Coco. People. Very handsome. Want to watch Coco? Yeah. I haven't seen Coco yet. My goddaughter saw it. She she's three, she's almost four. She was trying to tell me about it, and that was interesting. Yeah, four year olds trying to. It, describe things are great. Yeah. Or like, there's this great website where, where, um, like four year olds tell like fail at telling jokes, and mm-hmm. they become sort of like transcendent. Like, like why did the pig go to the movies? Why? Because movies. That those are the kind of jokes. That yeah. She'll talk. That's what four year olds. She's half Cuban. They, they so don't I'm, have it yet. I'm padrino to her, so she'll say padrino. Did you eat pee today? And I was like, what? <laughs> and that's exactly how she likes. She cracks herself up. Those, like, that's where... And I always tell them, like, Isa, we need some new material. And she'll go, no! Eat pee. Like, she'll just, she'll well, just throw I mean, that back in. Hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> Pretty much. It does make me laugh. Kissing, kissing. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Bill, you, you're, you're, you're a fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. What's up, Doug? Anyways, uh... You you have a podcast called My Don't Met It. Yeah, Shmai Don't Shmet It. I don't read it. I don't read it. I don't read it. Does, <clears throat> does the narwhal bacon at eight? That's a good one. Uh, we have, well, that's probably the next week's episode. But for the moment, no, it's called I don't get it. It's called I don't get it. It's two 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 guys in their forties being like I don't get it. Yeah, we don't get it. But but the difference is is that we try to get it. 
we're not just trying to be people who take a, a machete to the thicket of pop culture. I think we at least try to be a little understanding. We try to be charitable to Lana Del Rey. We try to be charitable to vaping, things like this, you know? I got every Lana Del Rey album on my phone. I like Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I, 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 I really like your show because sometimes it introduces me to things, like ASMR. Yeah. I didn't know about ASMR. That's, that's our, that's our most, most subscribed episode. ASMR and, has nice. by far the biggest. And now thing. I listen sometimes to fall asleep. There's this, there's this lady that reads magic cards in ASMR style. Mm-hmm. And because I, I play magic cards, I like it. What's her name? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. I'm just picturing people like looking for an ASMR to fall asleep, finding yeah. your show and being like, okay, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> listen to these guys I love not it. understand it. I, I, so keep, I don't get it. People are whispering. <laughs> Why are they whispering? I, I keep up ASMR. I listen to people do Reiki. I listen to people uh, tap. I listen to people do all sorts of weird shit to the microphone. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I couldn't have told you like two and a half years ago that this would be a thing, but it's it's caught on for sure. At least I've caught on to it. People are making a lot of money off of it. ASMR or oh, your yeah. podcast? No, no, no. My podcast is we just happened to bump into ASMR for one episode. I think that the actual phenomenon of ASMR predates us and is so much more successful. What analytics do you use to know how many people are listening? Well, right now, it's just SoundCloud, as it was for in the beginning. But SoundCloud, if that's like a per capita, a small... Because uh, they don't release the, the iTunes listens. No, they don't. And and you would need to go to something like, I don't know, Stitcher or, or one of those aggregators that gives you more accurate numbers. But SoundCloud is like, that's its own economy. And so whatever the numbers tell you, I assume it's just 10 people more in some other thing. And so I assume whatever the numbers there are... It's in proportion to itself. So we, we got an email from an advertising company recently. We also got an email last week, like, "Yo, really feeling your tracks?" Like, yeah, sure. But it's awesome. like it was no, it was like a producer that was sending a blind. Oh, thing oh boy. That I sent. I send I send them to Marcus sometimes. And he's like, "Oh, this is a great idea." And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> what you don't understand is I'm at work, like. Just trying not to listen to you text. Not that. I, I just got various things. I have, like, personal things going on in my head. I've got office furniture, office cubicles to draw and design while I sit in an office cubicle. But speaking, and then it's like, huh? huh? Speaking so of that's personal kind of things, you're single. Yeah. That's a new thing that happened. It's a very new thing. I sense a tangent coming on. Huh. A tangent? Yes, I like this. I don't know if that's the right word. It's just... I, I feel like uh, off, off camera... Uh, Saskia said it was like I'm like Billy Madison going back to school. I don't know what I'm doing. Billy Madison's a movie. Yes, where mm-hmm. he goes back to school. So how? What are you? Are you? Are you? Are you swiping? I'm swiping. Are you going to Tinder Garden, if you will? Oh shit! Oh, yeah. I'm definitely. This is the early stage. <laughs> Bing yeah. bong. Yeah. Okay, I've got a good question. Movie related Tinder style. Oh. T- what Tinder style have... also sounds like a Bjork <laughs> Tinder style. Or the remix to uh, Gangnam Style. Tinder Style. I like my style better. Tinder Style. So I heard... I don't think I'm going to do Tinder Style anymore. (laughs) Okay. That's nice, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) So when some uh, friend unnamed uh, mentioned um, Arcade Fire as a band when Mm -hmm. on a first date, like bands you like, the guy ended the date. Jesus Christ. Question on movie mentioned first date deal breaker huh for like uh, movies they love Crash Paul Haggis' Crash the 2004 Crash yeah but I think actually both Crashes are deal breakers no, no shit if someone <laughs> likes the 96 Crash oh my god Keeper what if they Absolute, like what, what what if they like to have sex with cars that's a weird movie dude it's not have sex with cars it's get off on watching cars crash do you think they the people the characters in the film Crash grew up to have children and watch the movie Cars with their kids and would no. love to see oh, that. Oh, would no. See Wouldn't that you love to see a movie about the movie. characters from Crash yes. watching Cars and Arquette's daughter yeah. touching, that their, sounds touching their peckers? Better than just about Crossing swords, any yeah. recent David Cronenberg movie except Cosmopolis. Cosmopolis is great. But David Bronenberg. David Bronenberg. We just wrote your most... We just wrote a new movie for you. The characters from Crash watching Cars with their offspring. That's oh that. I would watch that. I was. You got me really thinking about if someone dropped Paul Cron- Paul. I got the director's name. If someone dropped David Cronenberg on a first date, David Cronenberg's Crash. Forget about it. 
For, what do you that's, mean? Forget about what? That's good. It's like... Because that, that's like such a specific, unique movie that it's like, all right. You don't... That's like a movie that you don't just happen upon. There's like a before and after of movies, right. so... Right, there's a taxonomy. Exactly. But exactly. Haggis is a deal breaker, though. Well, I was going to... 1,000%. Yeah. That movie is That movie is one of the most it offensive is the worst. movies exactly. ever Exactly. Made. No argument, no argument. I'm it's waiting. one of the... Like, I think... An Although I like episode. when Sandra Bullock falls down and it cures her racism... I think that's the best part of the movie. She falls down the it was, steps and she realizes uh It was being a, pro- racist it was a prototype for Sam Rockwell's character in Three Billboards. Good one. Good yeah, one. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there we, either. Although I will say, you couldn't see visually, when we were speaking of uh, Three Billboards on my recent uh, Wrong Real Appearance, and he was James was talking about like Sam Rockwell's redemption, when he was like, when he's on fire, like you couldn't see me, but I shrugged my shoulders when, when talking about Sam Rockwell's character <laughs> being set on fire. Because it's implied. He, like, excessive force against black people. He threw a guy out of a window in broad daylight and beat and punched a woman. Probably broke her note. Like, so, when he gets set on fire, by a woman who did it, too. It's kind of like, hey, people get set on fire every day, B. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be all right. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck dates. you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. You had a date story. You ever do date the, movies? The one and two movie dates. Uh, women of the. I did. It was one. You've mo- slept with two women. I've slept with two. I've slept with two women. Exactly two. I'm as pure as the driven snow. It's true. No, the driven snow has had more sex than you. I think you're right. Yeah. Especially in New York, the driven well, you snow. That the driven, driven snow has been to Connecticut a few times. Yeah. So you're not wrong about that. Yeah. Yes. So the one time. Rabbits I, fucking the snow, baby. And I'm not a People rabbit. People toss condoms, in, especially in New York City. Bro, I'm not sure I've seen a condom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, con- <laughs> condoms are for losers. It's 1948, the year I was born. Um, it's true. Yeah, in Prospect Park, you used to find there was there was this area by the, 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 the Vale of Cashmere. There's an excellent documentary which we talked about on the, on the show before about the Vale of Cashmere. It's, really, it's not a documentary. It's like, it's like artsy. It's so fucking good. It's about like this old leather man talking about his old days. But there used to be this tunnel where where uh, men who might not live gay would have sex with each other. But we didn't know that that was like an area. Yeah, sure. So we just go to smoke blunts in the, in the 90s. Um, and there would be uh, condoms filled with hot sauce. What? Yeah. Why? Filled with hot sauce? Yeah. Okay. Just like, oh, that's weird. How did you did you taste the hot sauce? Exactly. How did you no, know? there were pack there were open like okay, right. packets of like like that hot sauce with the cock on it. Gotcha. Like the, the they rooster. had hot sauce condom fights. They would throw the condoms yeah. at, like you have water balloon fights. They'd fill the condoms with hot sauce and throw them at each other. It's the original mace. It's <laughs> 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 a really specific mace. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, like there's some dirty stuff going on in the snow, bro. No, it's true. It's true. You're not wrong. So um, you ever you ever going on dates? I did. I went on five dates in two thousand one. Yeah, oh. before I found my my current my current <coughs> wife. Yeah, more like two thousand fun. Before nine eleven. No, uh, no post. They were all post nine eleven. They were all post. So that was five dates in in like three months. Yes. Yeah. It's good. And wow. It was one. It was one repeat, which which ended disastrously. But yeah, other than, I mean, they all ended disastrously. I mean, that's why I'm here today. Hey, you've uh, only had sex with two women. Yes. And the dates weren't necessarily much better than... I mean, there was no sex on any of those dates, but, but, you know, the ego death that happens on those dates is also specifically pretty bad, too. Uh, But one of those dates had a movie that I called, I said, and we went to Angelica. This is, I think it was, like, early November or or maybe mid-November 2001. I suggested we see as a date movie in the bedroom. Oh, Oh, don't make that dreary. face because you know uh, you know it's a good movie. It you, is. You would say yes uh, by any measure. You want to see Todd Field as it was his directorial debut, I believe. Yes, right? it was. Sure, but that's like saying like let's go. Yeah, there's it's it's a weird one. And you're correct too, Scott, because this is where I was back in my life, and this is the decisions I was not qualified to make, and yet here I am again. You found the new way. Somehow I found a way. I, I wouldn't say it was the right way, but that definitely killed any game that was possible that night, for sure. Yeah, and like, maybe ever for the rest of that year. Like, I, I, I remember for a while I was reading, like, on Twitter, like, that, like a bunch of people, like, accidentally, like, taking girls on dates to 12 Years a Slave. I'm like, what? Wow. It's got the word Why? slave in it. You can't yeah, even fuck like, that up. Yeah. 
There's so many reasons. Like, like what? What did you get laid when you went to take your girlfriend to see Shame? Like, and you're like, I'm just gonna continue this one because because hunger that really got the juices flowing. Well, hang on a second, Saskia, are you familiar you, with this film? That's I think more important. Twelve Years a no, Slave. No, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. That was no. wasn't it nominated for an Oscar? Yes, it yeah, was. I remember. Marissa Tomei was nominated. Sissy Spacek was nominated. Yes, Sissy Spacek. Tom oh, Wilkins. Was, yeah. I Tom Wilkins. Oh, was those, he too? I mean, all, he deserved it. I believe those are all actresses cool. Marcus has a crush on. So, I mean, you're familiar with the general no. plot of the movie. Marissa Tomei? I remember the Oscars buzzed about it. And <laughs> so the, the, movie, the movie was about... Kiss and um, kiss it, was, it was Tom Cruise's cousin shoots Marissa Tomei's son. Yes, right? And, um, and then, what's his name from the Terminator TV show? No, the Terminator movie. It was uh, the, the Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. The Man Without a Face Boy. Yes, that guy. Lord. Winds up yellow rat bastard. Yellow rat bastard. Tom Tom Hulse Tom. No, Tom Hulse is the him. guy from from. He, it's Tom. Yes, everyone him. knows what I'm talking about. Yes. So he winds up dating as the younger dude. Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong's replacement winds up dating Marissa Tomei, and Could he's have like, been he's you, like Eric a, Stoltz. a ten year younger, fifteen year younger dude. Um, and it winds up uh, being a revenge tale, and so it's about premeditated murder. It's about vengeance it's about all of this stuff and it's not a great date movie again it's a game killer by any measure but at what point in the date do you realize that well never because i'm seeing a movie and i'm completely in the moment and i am the the uh in 2001 what am i i'm the 26 year old version of me and so i don't notice that this is something that's i just like this is going great there's a woman to the right of me and i'm seeing this movie and I'm in New York City, and I've only been in, I've only been a resident of New York City since I'd say September. September first is when I actually moved to New oh, York. Wow. So then, ten days after. Ten days after the yeah. Michael Jackson album came out. <laughs> it's no way. What oh, was boy. it? Invincible came Invincible out. Invincible came out. September eleventh, two thousand one. The tragic, the tragic events of December eleventh. It's September eleventh. That album's low key good. It is. It is good. No. No. I mean. Butterflies. I. I also. I even like. You know you I like the video with uh, Chris with Marlon Tucker. Brando and Chris Tucker. No, oh, but it was all. I, yeah, it was also. I'm. I'm not making light of 9/11. Sure, I'm, I didn't think it were. I cried so much watching incredibly loud and extremely close. Sasuke, can you vouch for that? You cry at every movie. That's also true. That, that recommends them though. <laughs> so that's, yes, that's good. I can exactly. No, we watched a movie on Saturday. That was really good, called Menasha. Have you guys heard of this I've, movie? I've heard of it. I've no. not seen it. Orthodox I don't, Jews, right? It, yeah, it's about... It's, it's Yiddish. It's in Yiddish. It's in Yiddish. It's a film in Yiddish. It's set in Burrow or something like that? Sutton, well, that Burrow's that way. Burrow's right there. Sorry, I pointed the wrong way. What? I'm just being funny. He's got a compass on his phone. Oi, Gawalt. Oi, Gawalt. Oi, Vaze Mir. Oi, You know, it's a, it takes place in... Borough Park, Isaac Bashevis Singer would be proud. It's ninety nine percent in Yiddish, yeah. and it's uh, and it's not it's not a documentary. It's a narrative film, um, loosely based off of the main actor's life. Uh, recently widowed, blue collar guy, uh, can't live with his son because the rabbi that his family follows says that uh, a man cannot have a family without a wife and then it's just this amazing story it's 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 well paced it's sound like you're about to say slow is it like good slow it's good slow which is good those slow. are the kind of movies I like you're gonna so. love this movie I think it's I've heard nothing but good things you know I wouldn't even call it slow I just call it pared down fine even yeah, sure great, great, great. that's it's just you know Hollywood, American Hollywood movies have just become so so much that's just to have this nice, very personal, intimate tale uh, was was just really nice. And uh, I, if I had if I had seen it before our year end episode, it would have been on the top ten. I like I like when things come in and rewrite the list because I felt that way about downsizing. I felt like I I had to rewrite my honorable mention list to put to put downsizing there when it came out. Yeah, really Saskia's cousin said it wasn't what the trailer no. put it out to be. No, it was a botch job <coughs> of marketing, or at least it was intentionally what they meant to do. What they meant to do was divert from the whole, essentially, the last three quarters of the movie. 
There's some poorly cut trailers these days. Oh, yeah. For example, it's Keep not one. Of, I don't think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's one of the best movies of the year as far as the top ten or even twenty. But Phantom Thread is good. But that trailer, it's not like what the trailer would lead no. you in, in my opinion. Or or there's these trailers where I, I showed her. Uh, the Shape of Water trailer. I was like, oh, this is the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this I is know, why I don't watch I trailers no more. That's another problem anymore. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a big problem. But then sometimes uh, we show I showed her the disaster artist trailer, and she was like, "Oh, this looks great." Yeah. Well, that that, that that's a different animal. I think that stayed true to what it was. But she was... did stop stop us. No, that was also because we just watched the best of clips from the room. The room. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. Which you need to watch. Yeah. yeah. I was on the ground. Well, not Bye. the ground floor, but like when the uh, in that two thousand. There was this two thousand eight era where like the room. The first Human Centipede and Birdemic were all making the, the midnight rounds in all the New York City uh, repertory theaters. Yeah. They showed him... Um, I went to go see The Disaster... Uh, the Room, and they showed the trailer for Human Centipede, and the audience thought that was like a joke parody movie. They didn't think it was a real movie. Like little Carver, did, little like, did they like know. The, like the ones from uh, Grindhouse. Absolutely. It was a trailer. Which it's not too far. I, I kind of understand where they were coming from. I mean, so. Human yeah. Centipede is a very bad movie. Yes, it is. All three of them are. I, I stopped at one. One was enough. So I watched all three because knowing I wasn't going to like... Each one gets worse. Nasty, How about that? You're a nasty man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Have you seen Clown yet? No. You got to see Clown. Who's okay. Clown? It's this uh, European, like, dirty comedy where they drink oh. a lot of Underberg. It's it's a blast. <laughs> ever since... we're gonna, I'll bring it up again. But ever since Vulgar, I'm hesitant with that kind of... Uh, no, it's not like Vulgar at all. Just put clowns and okay. No, right, it's called fine. clown because the that's person, all I needed to hear. Because the person's a clown, like he's not an actual clown. It's like it's oh, like, like a class it's clown. like hand, no, funny. like like your life is is a joke. Okay, all right, you, a character you, class, a character will. class. Yeah. Fair enough, sure. Why do you like movies, Bill? I like movies because well, you know, now as an older man, I feel like I love when movies. This is something contrary to what Marcus said, actually, in his most recent Wrong Real Appear. I think it was Marcus. Stop was... talking about other podcasts that ain't this one. It might have been James Hancock. The idea when, when movies are able to mimic real life, when they were able to replicate real life to a, to a fidelity. Like Bright. Like Bright is a great example, I think. Another one I thought was Florida Project, where I thought human behavior was a real thing. You're actually watching human behavior as... As is in a real environment, that thing really thrills me. There's a movie I saw called Weekend. Andrew Hayes' first movie called Weekend. Oh yes, it's a British film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The movie's really good. One of my favorite movies. It's It's on Criterion. Yeah, there's something about watching that film, and I actually did not see uh, the one, the second movie he made, um, the British one. Neon Bible. No, Tom. uh, What the hell? The second he made was like 38 years or something (coughs) like that. Uh, Came out last year. Anyway. Watching movies that mimic and replicate human behavior to a, to to a degree, with a little bit of stylizing, is like one of these real thrills. It's something like electrifying about watching a movie like The Florida Project, which which ranked in my top two for yeah. for last year. What and, was and number one? Of it. it was between Florida Project and It Comes at Night. It was just something oh, really we we, we really didn't like. I know, it I know, night. and it's like there's a camp. There's two camps on that, which is like I think that guy Trey Schultz. Has a, such a natural sense, and Edgerton was great in that movie. Like Edgerton's you say, Edgerton, never not great. Edgerton's, Edgerton's never not great. He when he it. played the chosen orc man, he was the shit. Right? I'm just waiting for that day when he follows me on Twitter. I'm it's gonna, coming. I'm gonna. We're all gonna. I'm gonna cancel my Twitter once he follows me because it's. I don't need to do anything else. I, I would. I'd be the. Weird I don't guy. mean that because watch it happen. I don't mean that. But, but he should follow you. He should. If anybody's earned it, I think it's Marcus. Yeah. No one deserves anything. No one deserves shit. But either there's two things. It's either I'm waiting for 1980 again and seeing Empire Strikes Back in the movie theater, or I want to see real life replicated. And it's some pole between the two of them that my movie going experience is 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 it slides in between, slides in between. Back I think and you need forth. both, because some th- real stories aren't what you relate to, but no, they're right. real. And then sometimes a lot, especially in cinema, real is just like dramatic the majority of the time and then you want to escape and then you want that Empire Strikes Back so you need both to kind this, of like this may make sense to you Marcus right because I've, I've been in therapy for a long time right I've been in therapy same since, yeah I, I don't know about a long time but for years for a few I've been years. in therapy since 2003 I have a great new therapist I have a great therapist too it's a fantastic too. thing and if, you know what if I would say this podcast by the way 
is such a great safe space for people. I think there's such an honest, genuine, friendly, nurturing air to it that people should, if they haven't, <laughs> if they're not cottoning to it that it's here, people should totally be aware that there's such a great environment that I feel personally as a listener that is so uh, welcoming and I feel like it is so gentle. And that is not an accident that you two guys have put that environment out. And that's the kind of people that you invite in here. And that's the, you know, that's, that's the sonic waves you put out there. Especially, especially because you talk about therapy, which is still, for some reason, people aren't talking about shit like this in today's day and age, which is beyond me. Like, I don't get stuff like that. Thank certain you. people are. Yeah, and thank you. But certain people are. It's still just across the board. It's still such a like, now I just want to weird talk about, space for people. I just want to talk, talk about Lynn Ramsey for hours. Okay, you, you know who you're talking to. That's, oh. She Actually, has a new come. She has a new movie coming out in less than two months. Less than two yeah. months. We should go see it together. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. I've actually never seen one Ramsey movie. Oh, it's, it's, I know, well, first I of know. all, she does not have many. Let's. She has. She, has she like literally four. has. She's got three. Laverne and Rat Technically Catcher four, but and Kevin. I like. I just got to do my homework. No, and can, only two of those are you, great. You whereas can, we need to talk can, about I Kevin. Is not good. You can skip Kevin, dude. You really can. Really? Yeah. Although, if you're if you're complete, it's like me. See, she does have a lot of short films. You can see them all on YouTube. She's got a nice. She has more short films than she does feature. Well, I really films. want to see Mike Morvern's on my list. I really Morvern that's the top. Morvern Callers. I know. I There's know. not enough female-driven road trip movies. Like yeah, it's like it's like her that and Girls Trip are like. Oh really, my god! What a double feature! What a double feature! Girls Trip. If that shows movie. up on like a Metrograph thing, I'm suing. <laughs> it was unless my, you do it. Yes. Yeah, we right. should we should just yeah. host should. Uh, a Morvern Caller Girls Trip. Both double really good feature. movies. They would um, do it. They should totally do it. Yeah, I mean, people are starting to understand. I mean, our the conceit of our podcast is that we just love that we both fucking liked Freddie Got Fingered and could see it for the artistic. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that every episode we've recorded we, we about the episode have has have just every not time. made we'll it. We'll have a backup next time. Yeah, two two phones recording at the same time. Two phones, one cup, dude. Yeah, it's just like, like some sausage. It, yeah, it just like some sausage. We don't, dude. It's for another episode. Okay, all right, sorry. Yeah. But you know, just <laughs> you know, just like because we can see it for the genuinely beautiful, out like irreverent Dadaism disaster it is, and love every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I no, I was gonna just jump. In. I never. I've said this once, but not this story. I keep work and my personal life like really separate. Appreciate he, you do that. Well, one of my, he's a stripper. One of my coworkers was at her desk. This was like months ago, and she goes, "It's my hooves," and I was like, <laughs> don't "And I just it. had to leave just it alone." It, I know, I just don't, because then that's when it all comes out. But, it in, oh man, in. yeah, I had dude, to leave it alone. Dude, I manage, I manage a uh, an Orthodox Hasidic Reiki center, so my lives are very separate. Yeah, I may even, I may, even, I may even bleep that out. Yeah, that's a podcast. We're gonna. I get. I don't get that. By the way, we just stole that shit from you. Sorry. What do you mean? We're gonna do. I don't get it. Orthodox Reiki Center. Don't please don't do that. It might be a short episode. It's not. um, uh, No, there's there's a there's a huge movement of of people. Yo, people are just really into crystals and healing these days. No, it totally makes sense. Even if I understand the metaphor of it, if I don't buy the actual thing, which I don't, I, I get the metaphor of what you're saying when you do Reiki. I'm cool. I'm down with that. It's fine. I wouldn't even try Reiki just because I enjoy watching the ritual of it. And I understand the metaphor is storytelling. And because there is something kind of weird and presto, prestidigitation-y about it. I'd, I'd be into that. Sorry, honey, in advance. I took... Um, a serious, serious Man was, was a date movie. That was okay. That was okay. not. That was not a good movie. Not a good movie. Gus Van Zandt's Jerry was a date movie for what? me. What? Yeah, because uh, the person who I was on a date with went to was like I love murder. No, went to high school with Ben Arvo Affleck. Part. Yeah, went to, was uh, not Ben Casey Affleck Casey, was a okay. schoolmate of Casey Affleck. Rapey Affleck. My ex. Hot, hot take. Hot take. But anyway. Yeah, she really she went to school with with Casey. same class everything. Yeah, did she know the dad? Because apparently the dad. I don't think so. This no. is one of those trivia stories, and this is tangenting back to I hate to say it wrong real again. Cambridge, by the way, not four one three. This is yeah, six one seven. Mister Elder that. Affleck gave James Woods his first um, handjob stage <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he gave James oh, Woods his first stage experience, and so James Woods gave Mister Aff the late. The late Mr. Affleck, his credit for his break in. Yeah, this guy gave me a uh, 
handjob. Yeah, yeah, piece of shit. For the liberals, The liberals are just destroying. You're, 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 you love James Woods. The actor, I think you were. I like the, I like the work. I like the work of James Woods. But, Legit, and he's yeah, also yeah. fun to follow. I literally follow him on Twitter. I, I agree too. with nothing I personally. He's not a good person, I don't think, no, but he's, he's great not. to follow on Twitter. And I remember I tweeted at him for a while one day. I was bored at work. I was waiting for a drawing of mine to render, and I can't touch my computer. I don't want it to freeze, so I was on my phone, and I was just tweeting at him like, "Do you still keep in touch with LL Cool J? Because they were in that movie together with Michael J. <laughs> it was Fox. an awesome movie. And then what else? Did I, say? Yeah. I was like, "Remember when you were in Digstown?" And there was like nothing, but other people were liking it. But For I some reason, he to, doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do. I. I. have added him all the fucking time, and professionally, yeah. he's got nothing to do with it. He's not interested in well, like. Professionally, he's got not much these days. Yeah, anyway, but you so. figured that you'd like get into it. You talk about Dickstown. You figure that you'd like get in there because somebody's talking about the Onion Field, which we were legitimately all, good movie. We were by all the way. about. I was and being it, cynical before. The I, Onion Field's a good movie. That's what I'm saying. That's all. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because yeah. he's, you know, he's a good actor. But I. I got a poster of Chinatown on the wall, and I, I mentioned this in that episode. It's like. I gotta live Chinatown with Chinatown poster. I gotta live with the dichotomy of Chinatown is made by who was made by, and yet it's still my favorite film. So you I got Spike Lee. Spike is it, Spike is there with that? That's his number one favorite movie. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. It it's is a fucking fantastic. Movie, and then, man. but then the weird is meta the right term like some of the goings on in that movie made by who it's made by that's messed up. Yeah, well, again, movie. that's like but, the I love you, daddy thing. It's like, you know, you yeah. wind up breaking the wall. And yeah. how you Did you, have you seen I Love You, Daddy? Yes. Do we want to talk about this? If you want, sure. So I, well, Saskia, have you seen I Love You, Daddy? No? Okay, so we're... we're... Yeah, maybe, because we could do our own ep- episode on it, you know? Also. Okay, so we watched I Love You, Daddy. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I wanted to ask about... See, I only met you tonight. Yes. But, Phil, um, you said that you're... You're invited back all the time. Yeah, your most magical thing about going to the movies is kind of like the human existence reflected, right? Now, I'm curious, because you seem like kind of like a put-together guy. Yeah, I do seem that way. Yeah. You have nice shirts. <coughs> the first thing I thought about you was the pocket square. Remember, you mentioned yeah, that in my jacket. Square, you have really nice... Anyway, continue. So, no, no, it's okay. It's just... I'm fascinated by people that I think of as, like, put together uh, and not a total mess. And so when you're watching a film that does that for you, when it's over, is is that kind of opening of your mind closed? Like, is it is it a two-hour thing that happens? Or, like, how do things sit with you? Maybe it's a 20-hour thing. I, I think it's a good point. And what you're mentioning is a very psychological exchange. You know, that's why I brought up the, the therapy part of it, too. Because it's like, you know, in talking about your life, analyzing things that I haven't analyzed up until recently opens up new pathways that you don't think are there. So sure. it's, it's funny, but I think that seeing a movie... I'm a, I, I feel like my, my put-togetherness is a rebellion from the disaster and the sort of inchoate chaos of childhood. So the things that I do now as an adult are, you, you know, some kids take up, like, smoking dope and, like, dropping out of society and fucking around and becoming unreliable as a rebellion against your parents' values. Well, my parents almost had, my parents were slobs. And they were drunks and they were smokers. And so my rebellion is khaki pants and reading the New York Times. Michael J. Fox. Different. A little bit of that. A yeah. little bit of Michael well, J. Politically, you're not no, on the that's same true. level. No. But still. No, basic, I, you know. When, when I, it's funny because I, I completely agree with you on that. Because when, when I used to be like, when I used to be a paraprofessional, like, I was broke and people and and everyone else would wear like sweatpants and shit. So like my punk rock rebellion is that I wore three piece suits to work every day, yeah. and like was listening to television and listening to old, old dirty bastard and like Saul Williams records. But I looked like a million fucking bucks. Yeah. Because I learned I learned where you could find Brooks Brothers at eighty percent off. Century twenty one. All that. Yeah, shit. Century twenty one all <coughs> day. You know. Um, it's funny. I have ten variations of what I'm wearing. This is my work outfit. I have five pairs of khakis and ten nice button-downs, ten Old Navy. Yeah, for, for the listener, I'd like funny. to say this is the first time I've seen Margaret's not in Kente, which I think is a big deal. I have a nice uh, 
I got a nice dashiki collection. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's your thing. And I'm yeah. like, it almost it's almost like I was trying to figure out what's not the usual thing. And it's like that's what it is. Or a baseball shaking. hat too, but it's too that's cold true. for a baseball hat that's right true. now. I have a a, a nice yeah cozy wool, wool hat. cap exactly. Also, oh. no, I just can I just like riff on that for a second because yeah. also growing up in Brooklyn, I have a thing with like my kind of prejudice against like Irish, not against, but like. What I think of as, like, the Irish-Italian guy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, do, do it. Go where there. Like, yeah. Where it's, like, I would never be, like, oh, I'm going to talk about, like, some foreign film or, like, Bergman with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, that's, like, my, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. like, <coughs> what... It just kind of blows my mind every time that those that that twenty fifth hour Bensonhurst 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 yeah yeah someone you know I have a couple of recent <laughs> Bensonhurst stories a coworker of mine was telling me like there's this great pizza spot in Bensonhurst you should go and I I, I was raised by an old school New Yorker and then I said I made I was like ah. <laughs> and I did one of those and she didn't get it she's she's very nice my co she's very artsy and like. But I feel like it, like you have to know the deal because I'll just put it to you this way. Two years ago, I was at a movie premiere and I ended up t- it was in Long Island. My friend produced the movie. I was taking Long Island Railroad back to Manhattan and I saw one of the producers of the movie. He was this older guy. We ended up taking the train back. He's like, "Oh, weren't you at the movie?" Yeah. And he was telling me about himself and he's like, and he's and he's like, "I'm from Bensonhurst." And right away he goes, "But I'm not like you know one of those guys. It's cool." Like he had before. I didn't even give like a before anything. He had to like already like have something prepared. So that I'm just saying. That's the reputation that yeah. Bensonhurst kind of has. Howard so. Beach, all that shit. Like Howard you're, Beach. You're, that's the thing. I love that you mention Howard Beach as often as you do. That is like a piece of New York history that people don't talk about that shit. It's still very segregated. I've been oh, there yeah. recently. The guy ran into traffic like fucking seven years ago or whatever, you know? Like, this is, like there's still a shit happening out there. It's crazy. You, you, I mean, but you saying what you said about, like, you know, wouldn't talk about those kind of movies, that, that triggers in me because I remember there's every once in a while with a coworker, they'll talk about some, like, artsy movie that they saw and it's, like, a big deal for them. To me, that's casual. It's nothing. And throughout my adult life, You're I like, like, Lady, you probably Lady, don't know. Lady that, Bird ain't that artsy. No, but it'll be like, you know, hey, you probably don't know what this movie is. And I'm like, what? Like, I know everything by that director, but I get why you're, you know, so. Yeah, yeah it just reminds me of this stuff. It's just, it's more like, it's not even, it's not even about like whether or not you would know those films or enjoy those films. I'm kind of just like, I'm more interested in like what the emotional complexities are of people. Because like, yeah. in like the Jewish New Yorker thing, it's like a lot of yelling and like a neurotic all the time. But it's but it's you a roadmap. Know? That's the thing. I feel like when I meet, when I'm, again, I admit, you haven't met you before tonight, but one of the first things I asked you in the gentlest turn possible is what your ethnicity was because there's there's a political thing to it. To say, it was like, well, what kind of New Yorker are you from? Because I know that for me, I can relate to, I understand, I feel like I get what everyone says, but I kind of know who my friend is going to be based on what that answer is. I'm not trying to just like make a a snap judgment about something or say we can't be friends but I feel like I get what type of person you are and it's a little bit of a political signaling or a virtue signal something like that um, and that's why I asked and I figured okay Saskia gets it in a way that I feel like I get it now at this point in my life this this makes more sense to me than if you say that you and you're were, 76 I'm 76 yeah 1975 if if you were some Massapequa bro wearing a <coughs> Rangers cap, right, on the train and you had like a, a pack of a pack of like a you know, Budweiser like long necks or something like that, I'd say it's like I totally get you, bro. I totally get you have an internal life, but chances are we're not gonna like hit it off. But do you think he likes I Heart Huckabees? I don't think he does. First of all, I, I worked in likes... a video store when that came out. This was in Connecticut and there were some <laughs> broish guys who'd be like, Bro, why'd I rent this movie? Like they were straight like Rangers because you know a lot of the New York sports fans trickle into Connecticut, and they were very yeah. upset because they see Marky Mark, and they think it's going to be like a normal movie, and they come back like, bro, why why did I watch this movie, bro? I heard that a lot in 2004. How many, but like, like how many people, how many people like, so how many bros saw that and came back was like, bro, like I thought I was a nihilist, but now I'm an existentialist, and like I was reading Aja, but now I'm like, was Henry Miller correct? Like what the fuck? I don't know what's going on. Which is crazy because that's essentially what Mark Wahlberg's character yes. is. He becomes that. He was that, and then he becomes this. Side note: I don't like whatever. We're not gonna get into how I feel about him, but 
that's a great role. That's probably his best performance. I would, I I would give you hands down, no question. For sure. Yeah. I also yeah. love how when you used to rent movies, you were stuck with it. And so that's you true. had to watch like, Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was a crapshoot. It was a gamble. Yeah, what well, you young people don't understand <laughs> back when gum was a nickel was uh, that one of the reasons we learned to appreciate records is because we had allowance and if we bought a record we had to listen to it. That's true. Tell now us. you with your MP3s and your your oh, your <laughs> Tell us more when, about stickball, grandfather. When I used to live in Queens years ago, which I'm back to living in that place now, I, it's, I live off the Long Island Railroad, yeah. and I had this thing, I still do it, I have a Red Sox hat, which is weird because I don't like Boston, but I'm from Massachusetts, and I know that annoys New York. Kind of programming. So I would hear a lot, I would all, like, it got so used to it, I forgot that I was wearing it, so coming home, like, two in the morning along the railroad, I would hear, bro, you got a Red Sox hat, bro? What's up, bro? Like, I would hear that a lot. And that like for two years, I you heard know that. What? Quite I have a bit. to tell you, I'm so glad that story. Then I lived. To... I lived off the four train when I lived in Manhattan too. So during baseball season, uh-huh. up to Yankee oh, State, forget about. Okay. I heard, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought you could have just easily started off with the word like Moulin No, I, no, I'm no. Just glad I never you didn't say no, that. no. Okay, okay. No one's ever said that to my face. Really? The N word before? Yes, but no not, shit. But not you that. haven't that's got Moulin. That's wow. a, such an right. esoteric one. That it's like but that's the one I know. That's that. I feel like, one. but I also feel that's like generation. That's the one you that's, use. I don't. Yeah, I don't see people in their twenties. Yeah, deep. wow. He's deep on that. I feel like older folks would use. I don't think like people in their mid and late twenties. He's, 20s se- he's would seventy-six. Use that. Fair enough. Well, that that proves my point. No, Mool- older like, like, the, like the Moolies was the, that was the that was the way that was your way of not using the word was to say was the same. Look, the same way. I'm, I I don't mean to impugn the Jews, but they do use the word. That's a, Oh, and that's, fr- yeah. yeah, and that's their. I way remember of kind not of knowing what that. I the first time I even heard because I grew up Amherst. That's a bad word. It's, it's super liberal. Word, it's a, yeah. I never heard that word until late in the game. I saw Private Parts, and there's that scene where yeah. like Howard's friend, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is that? What is that? What is that?" And then my dad had to explain to me. I was were like, you, "Oh, were right. you offended? Were you offended by Mama Licka Boo Boo Day?" A little bit. Wait, I mean, yeah. I'm offended by Howard Stern just period. So it's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm not. He's not that important for me to be offended by. I just don't like a lot of the stuff he does. Our show is inspired by his show. Half of our show is inspired by his show. A little bit. Yes. No, really like a, like a third. Fair enough. We don't have a maid, though, on our show like he does. Anyway. Does he still have a show? Yes, he like, does. Yes, he does. He so still has his maid also. So he's at all? Yeah, I'm on there. It's serious. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Shout out to the maid. Anyway. Yeah. Robin. But. I think we've covered, we've covered a lot of the New York ethnography. Yeah. Mark, you started hitting it from no, the- no, 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 no. What? 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 You said like you were about to like. You didn't have to say that when I did. No, I was just saying Marcus. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were disappointed. Like <laughs> Marcus, why would you say such a true thing? How dare you, Marcus? Good God. Good God. How could you? Whatever. She's rich. The maid has maids. She's doing all right in life. What? She's doing just fine. Several money. Market she dated counts, Jim Florentine yeah. for a while. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What know a that. weird couple. Robin Robin Quivers. Yes, Jim dated Florentine? for a while. Yeah, I give Robin Quivers, you know, the fact that you didn't know shit about her, that she was just sort of this weird, smiling co-host. I give her a lot of credit that she, did not, she didn't pour her thing at <laughs> She's been going... Oh, she's man. been what? No, uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. No! <laughs> All right. I kind of feel like you didn't want to talk about the new Louis C.K. because I was here. Oh, no, no, no. No, because no. you haven't not, seen it. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah that's, that's true. I'll talk. Yeah. No, no, no. Not, not, not because, at all. But I kind of want to hear. Like, okay, what, time, it's what, you what would, time are we at? Let's see. It's what you would expect. We are at... Oh, it doesn't ever say. Oh, that's right. I feel like it would... 43. Oh, 43. Oh, okay, we're getting so, close to... So we could... Close it out. I mean, if you want to save it. I, mean, I, I like feeling the temperature of a room with like... This is the vote. Like, you vote to go for it. Okay, because... Ne- next week, if every next week we hope to be interviewing a director, who did a great movie that was on both of our top tens. I like that. That's true. Because like that that's good. Because 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 <laughs> even if it's one of the uh, one of the two people that we Skype, both of those facts are true. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I I love you, Daddy. <coughs> was was trying very hard to do a Manhattan impression. Mixed with an episode of Louie. Uh, there were parts of it that were very good. Mostly, I rewatched Manhattan recently amidst all of this like monstrous men, Me Too stuff. 
and I it, the movie does not hold up for me, and it's I find it really upsetting and problematic. Uh, even though the word problematic is problematic, but this movie was 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 trying very hard, and I, I think uh, yeah, I don't think it was amazing. I don't. It's what I expected it, and the I think what a lot of people would expected. But I think even with that title, yeah, you know what the end with Chloe Moretz, who so I have to say to side note, just her. Outside of 500 Days of Summer, her first, like, boom, which Roger Ebert wrote some really interesting and good words on, her being in Kick-Ass, there's some weird, sexualized, messed up stuff with her role in the first movie in particular. Hoots yes. so, Riley like, wrote something that, about that, too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, shout out to him. He's got his movie premiering at Sun- Sundance, by the way. He listened to our show, by the way. Last week? No, no, no. When we mentioned yeah, we it talked back, about back that in the last day. Week. I want to talk about it again, because okay. it's awesome. Yeah. But, um... Chloe Moretz has, has kind of low-key been the symbol for just, like, taboo, younger girl, whatever. And it's interesting that he, you know... Let me in. Yes, that too. Which and was actually yeah. very good. It was very good. Yeah. I like... So... Let I've me said in. it before, it's but good. I, I, I like... Yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's the scene in Let Me In that isn't in Let The Right One In, when he finds the picture yeah. of them. And that's when you really get the, oh, so the old guy wasn't, like, a creepy pervert. He was a little kid at one point. He ages, she doesn't. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he's going to be that guy for her eventually. Yeah, that's Vampire, really like. Vampires don't age from the blood. <laughs> when we feast on the blood of the youth, where will we well, go? Well, I thought that uh, I what Love You... What did you think of I Love You, I Daddy? I thought that I Love You, Daddy was kind of a failure. And I'll tell oh. you why. I um, I think I'm sort of a failure. I thought... I don't think you're no a failure. Way. But I thought that I was starting to lose interest with the Louis show... Uh, a couple, a couple so of was Louis. Then. That's why he created Horace and Pete. You know the whole because uh, the last scene, the last, the last season was such a mess. It was, and I liked Horace and Pete. Who was the um, the Hungarian violinist that he was squiring in that in that season? That was the second to last season. Yeah, that one was just like, man, this is a mess. And I and my wife loved it, and I hated it, and I just didn't know where it was going. And I thought, boy, this is just so tripping over itself. And that feature length episode of this, I, this is all prologue, but where Jeremy Renner played the dope dealer, and it was like he was in trouble for stealing the microscope. That was two. That was two seasons ago. That yeah. was excellent. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I I. I I was really, really ambivalent about it. I felt like the formal, the formal diversions from an hour, a half hour long TV show for him were uh, the hint of what he wanted to do, but I don't necessarily know if it's his aptitude. And I know that he's a filmmaker by trade. He went to school and he did a lot of experimental black and white stuff. His he, favorite movie, his two favorite movies are Diabolique and uh, Barry Lyndon. And I asked him that at a Q and A once, yeah. and he shushed me because uh, I thought we were going to get into a banner and banter, and then he shushed me, and then everyone in the audience laughed. Yeah, I believe it. And then I asked for an autograph. This was a long time ago. And he's like, I can't have a babysitter. I have to... And then, like, literally a real minute later, he came back and was like, hey, I wasn't lying. I really do have a babysitter. I wasn't blowing you off. Okay, cool. In that whole time, he could have just given me the autograph. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I feel like I Love You, Daddy had a lot of the bulky formal things that he does in his TV show. Yes. The problem was he was trying to expand the the usual length of a TV vignette was between two commercial breaks, which was anywhere between, I guess, 8 to 12 minutes, where yeah. you have to sustain almost like a short movie or a thought. So if you have a lot of herky-jerky camera movements and strange editing that he himself did, that's one thing. But to set it up, I thought the actual craft of filmmaking was sloppy. Moving there was there were some shots that were really bothersome. And the editing, the <laughs> scene where he is talking with Rose Byrne post coital, and he sort of upsets her, and I think it's where he says something about oh, you've been raped, and she's like, "No, I wasn't raped. This was a choice I made." That scene. People bring that scene up a lot. That scene. Well, the scene content is one thing. It ends abruptly. It ends at a weird point where it just it doesn't end. It finishes. I mean, it just goes away from it into the next scene. There's no transition. Do you think he leaked it himself? <coughs> hmm. You know, it's a good question. Uh, somebody did. You know what? I think not, not just. I think it's close to him because from his show, like a lot of stuff he does is his own thing. Whole, whole, yeah. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be if he didn't do it directly. It was someone where he was just like in the room when it leaked. You know, okay. I, I wouldn't. So Saskia, how about this? Because he mentions, you know, Chloe Grace Moretz, this actress who, for the longest time, we've been we've been gazing at her with the male gaze, like since she was a young child, pre-sexual. She's can you put, say they have been gazing at her with? I don't want to be grouped in. They, I get what you were saying. Okay, yeah. they. Sorry. Uh, no, it's true. It's I'm just true. weird like that. No, no, no. You're also, not, you're he's not, not a male gay. Z. That's true. But I feel like 
the, they have been gazing at her, and she's been put up in front of us to like, oh, she's priest. The way that girl from the 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 uh, the Stranger Things girl, I think, is kind of being dangled in front of everybody. Oh, like, that's red not meat. cool. I don't, and I'm glad people. That was a good not not to divert. There, there was a good rally on Twitter. Our for show is diverging. To be like, yo, she's thirteen years old. Like fucking cool, fall back. Bros, cool. Yeah, yeah like yo, eleven. People. Her name is like eleven. Eleven. Yo, yeah. eleven's like barely not eleven. Exactly. Like, like seriously, don't. And of course, it's stop dudes being like young girls. We are literally watching her grow up right in front of right, and it's this picture of her posing, and it's just like, dude, don't. And, fuck, and the, the Game of Thrones up. girls too, with the same thing, where like they were just at the starting line waiting for that pistol to go off, and it's like we can start jacking it the minute she turns. Yeah, remember. 18. Olsen yeah, that was yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, that was, was the like, whole thing. And yeah. to me, I feel like you cast the girl who was the em- she was like the poster child for that male gross movement of like sitting at home screen jacking it guys. And Louis, the camera is like drinking her curves, and she's in a bikini walking around. And I get that there's a certain sense of irony, but it's still showing this woman who I think is still like 18 in a day. Well, yeah. No, no, no. She's. I mean, she's like twenty now okay, at this point. But, but still, it's her. She looks very young. It's exactly. not nobody. Yeah. It's her. Exactly. And I'm like that's why it's like you can't separate what she means to the culture from what you're saying with this movie and how weird things got with him, where everybody knows it's like <coughs> I, I have comedian friends who Louis jacked off in front of her for years. Everybody knew that he would like slam his back against the door, and start jacking it. It's like people knew that shit back back in 2000, 2001. They just weren't inclined to bust up powerful guys seen about it and so to, for all this stuff mixed in to me feels like it ruined I can't watch this that we're done with it I can't watch this is this what shit. you heard yes that's what I heard you're right but in a you're way, absolutely right no you're no no right. I'm just saying to protect us in law law yes it's an anecdote no, no, I, I didn't even say I'm not that. I'm not saying Alleged. I'm I'm not taking I believe that that, the, yeah. that these stories are likely true I'm just yeah. saying if and if, if we are not a news source, I, we, we are not a news. We're not a primary source. I'm a third-hand source on this. We're tertiary, <laughs> tertiary, tertiary. Dead. Also, earlier you used the word inchoate, and I was. I just want to say, I, I like that word, especially because because I'm because I. <coughs> so I dropped out of high school when I was 17. I was a bad kid, did a lot of drugs. You came like, close though. You came real close though to finishing the whole shit up. Well, I got my GED and yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. I graduated college last week. Yeah. Um, congratulations again. Yeah, congratulations. Thank That's you. great news, but and yeah. and when I dropped out before I got my GED, my mom, who's a writer and a sweetheart, um, was like, "If you want to stay in the house and like you know, have it, have allowance or anything." You have to like read, and I'm going to give you words to learn, and you have to still do work in the house. And one of the words was inchoate. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So that's that's the it's a callback. Yeah, callback. I like that. And I was doing a podcast once today, and I learned a new word. Inchoate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not clearly defined. Nebulous. Hard to understand. Yeah. And I wrote a poem about uh, about the the deluge. Um, using using that because I just read Rimbaud and I thought I was so cool. Yeah, the first Rimbaud movie was great, by the way. The first what? Rimbaud movie was great. First Blood, it absolutely yeah, first was. First Blood, Jean Rimbaud. Arthur, Arthur Jean Rimbaud. Jean Rimbaud. Yeah. yeah. Arthur Rimbaud. So, I, let me ask you, Saskia, what is your impression? I mean, having, not having seen the movie. Not I, having seen it. But I, you must have an impression on Louie and where this takes the, your, your voluntary nature of seeing the film, for instance. I tend to say things that are controversial but uh, when it comes to this subject matter but the first thing that comes to mind is that what Louis did for television opened up just a, a whole new format for people to make television and I think based on your description of this film no matter just forget the criminalization of being a sexual predator <coughs> The fact that he's making a feature that blurs the line between his reality right. and his... Like, that is the future of filmmaking anyway. So, like, I'm okay. Like, I think that... I'm not saying I'm okay with, like... Even being if... I, a, yeah, well, yeah, I guess... With jerking off. No, you know, yeah. Like, I didn't mean to jump in, but, like, others have done that. But you mean, like, on a... But I feel like the others who have done this, nobody knows who they are compared to Louis C.K. Yes. And now, so but now, you know. if this were to have been released, you know, the way it was going to be worldwide, then I think more directors would make, that were already in the public yeah. eye, would yeah. make films that were more diary 
like kind the of trend, what he did for TV he would have done for movies yeah. because what's funny is on Marin this comes up because they used to be very close and then they made him and Louis actually made up on their show yeah. what comes up a lot is people say when they get a new TV show now outside of his format like forget you know like Atlanta and I mean content wise but still like just formatting from Atlanta to uh, Issa Rae show are, yeah. it's, it's yes Master of, None. Master of None but anyway everyone yeah. the, the industry the insider things people like I want the Louis C.K. deal I want yeah. what Louis got like people say like literally say that yeah, yeah when, when um, Shaka was developing a television show about my life with Tone Tank Cavalier and Quag Chris one of, one of our selling points was that oh it's going to be like Louis for rap yeah. And I think it's just this desire, and it kind of goes passed. back to like the whole feeling Great of the human existence, show. is that we want to see somebody be vulnerable. We want like the closest thing to a truth that we can get, and if it means like kind of making yourself look bad, I think most people are like going to sign up for watching that. And it's tough. You have to have the conversation where you separate the form from the the content or at least the the man who gives it to you because yeah formally I Love You Daddy could be a very interesting herald of movies to come the same way Horace and Pete should have set off a raft of imitators of course there are you know, there's some issues with it yeah. it's hard to watch you can't binge watch it and he, it wasn't super accessible yeah. But it's better than, than almost everything. But also think about the mechanism it took to make it. To even even to get in the business where you're gonna like make your own version of that. Fund it all on your own yeah, money. Like that's, all that. And yeah. I think I love you, Daddy was too, was made outside the system. He put that together himself. And so you're talking about the one percent of the one percent. I mean Louis's not the richest guy in the world, but apparently everything he's got, he sinks it back into costs. And he buys a boat too, but other than that. The Pamela Adlin show is wonderful. We watch it together. So it's so good. I got a little tired of it. I thought it was a little navel gazy, but yeah, it, the it first is season is yeah. a little navel gazy. The second season, it's, it's a beautiful navel. It yeah. says something. It says something that I mean. Look, I'm I'm a huge fan. I appreciate. I like Pam Adlin, and and I I'm a huge fan of the fact that the show says something that other shows don't say. Much the same way Issa Rae's show says something other shows don't say, and it's just like you got to fill the fucking racks with those shows. I agree. I get touchy when people there's. Of all races, well, specifically just both black and white, kind of trash, um, insecure, as if it's like unreal. Really? I, yeah, I've never heard. They, that. They're in the minority, okay. but they still. But it's enough to be like. Same with Atlanta. So things like Atlanta, Key and Peele, I relate to those things like specifically just from. I mean, I went to historically black college, yeah. but still, just the whole like hearing that I talk white thing. I, I I'm not sensitive <laughs> oh, towards yeah, it, right, right. but when I when that subject matter comes up, it's just kind of like. Ah, I, I I know that stuff, so I'm very protective. So that's why, like, when Dave Chappelle, who's not funny anymore, my opinion, would um, kind of speak as if he invented sketch comedy for black people, like he trashes Key and Peele, it's, it, I, I get very touchy, because it's like half of his content came from the Richard Pryor sketch comedy show as well. So, I, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. You ever see a Sean Williams Scott movie, Trainwreck? My Life is an Idiot? No. That's a good movie about, like, real life. It's about this guy who's, like, a mess. It's really good. I think Gretchen Mall's in it. Probably tangent off your love of goon. Yeah. No, I was, well, was going to say probably well, he ripped about... that, but that's real for him. Yeah. In his life, in like a few you know years ago, so that ties into what we were. No, we were talking. It ties into what we were talking about. There's no question that I love goon, mm-hmm. but I also just I have a love for Sean William Scott that that is uncanny. Did okay. you do you remember? I think it was '03. When MTV was doing this like Cancun thing, and and they sent him and Lala to like cover Spring Break in Cancun, and he clearly had a crush on her, like it it was so like he was so taken by her, and throughout the whole show he kept trying to like. Do you like MTV Jams? Make him. <laughs> that was the funny. Uh, <laughs> you can get hot dogs. It's like a sausage sandwich. But anyway. What does a yellow light mean? <laughs> Can't, yeah, the, the dude. Old... Dude, sweet. That's a movie I hated in the theater. Then when I got older, I was like, oh, I'm crazy. Just Andy Dick's cameo alone. Oh, yeah. I'm Mark. I'm from Connecticut. I think that's one of the that best. Movie, it's just a good movie. Cameos. Yeah. But, all, but I was I was referencing the show Taxi. Yeah. Um, they repurposed. Can I just um, say John Malkovich was was very good as Woody Allen in I Love You Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, he was. John he, Malkovich actually, is often he, good. He did. He did a great. As Woody Allen. He was actually off the chain at whatever he was doing. Like he that, was. It was crazy. That's his thing. You want to talk about the Steppenwolf people who like fucking shine this fall and winter. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Uh, this guy Metcalf. Michael Shannon is well. He's a different 
generation of right, Steppenwolf. Right, but, but, but the training. I mean, was yeah, it, is yes, it was it Let's yes. part of was Let's absolutely. Part of? Tracy Let's is great. He um I. I I don't like to give, like a movie like Lady Bird, I don't like to give too much credit to dudes because that's such a female-driven movie. No, right. did, but What's that movie? Lady Bird. But he gave such a good performance of someone who's like depressed, yeah. but still like, yeah, there's just stuff no, I gotta do. I'm still a dad. I'm depressed. Those are great notes you I gotta, I gotta push forward and did do see, what I gotta do. Lady Bird? So, yeah, I think it... I'm the only person in this room that hasn't seen Lady Bird. Oh, really? And yeah. it ties... I'm, I'm also... We're in, we're in a new era of, like, true supporting actors where it's like, they're not scenes... St- where it's like, great supporting performances can easily go, like, Tracy Letts in Lady Bird, Joel Edgerton in uh, Midnight Special. Definitely. Um, there's you know. just, like, just a true supporting... The mustache, like, support. du- the mustache dude in I, Tanya. Yes. That movie wanted Sebastian. to be Casino yes. so bad. You mean the fat guy? Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. great. He was great. Holy shit. Yeah. Wherever that guy came from, more yeah. of him. Yeah. More. Order a couple, get a couple more okay. I want to see a movie with, with him and the dude from from uh, Sacred Deer, and they just do some weird shit. Just Barry, like, yeah. Barry Coe? Barry, Barry Keogh. Yeah. I want to write a remake of Marvin Collar with them. They just like hang out. Yeah, they go on a road trip, like a, like a Comic-Con road trip or something. Yeah. But like they some, just make stops off dead. on the way. Definitely. Someone's dead. Yeah. Directed by Ken yeah. Russell. Yeah. And they both eat like like Slim Jims. Yeah. Or like, the they, like their primary like food. Yeah. Like they're just standing over a dead body like eating Slim Jims. Like, oh, this isn't good. Somebody punched this up. We shouldn't say anymore because some someone's going to steal this idea. Yeah. We, we came up with some good ideas this episode. Yeah, we have. I think we really, we really moved the needle. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned. We've learned. Um, I just want to say... Uh, to all the listeners who have been listening for last year, thank you so much. I hope to continue doing what we're doing. Um, <coughs> Doug, what up? Uh, just like, Erica, what up? Uh, it's just been a pleasure to to have all y'all here and listen. And I hope we continue to make good stuff. I do too. You I'm, said it all. I'm happy to listen. I feel like, yes, this, is, this has been the show to listen to. This has been a real ground zero uh, uh I'm like gonna it. I'm gonna try to listen outside of when I edit and stuff, but like at work, I'm gonna try to listen back to more episodes. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't usually listen. I like so our I show. Don't. I'm sure it's good. I sound like I sound a lot like my dad, and it hasn't even been a year yet, so it's still yeah. very weird for me to. Uh, so. Dude, yeah. we just we just found some home videos of like me when I was a kid, like singing sure. and stuff, and found a video of like at my like uh, seventh birthday at like a nice bowling alley and like my dad's voice and uh, I, I was like oh, yeah i i yeah i was i was i had to i cried for like two two hours yeah oh wow yeah you haven't seen the phantom thread yet or have you no because you told me you cried a lot so i'm like you, why i don't there? look i'm not trying to be one i'm not trying to be one of those guys it wasn't a lot it was just that one scene i get weird when i'm around people i don't know so I'm very like jerky in my body movements. I'm very, I get very tense and tight because I was around. I, I wasn't. I was. By, I saw it by myself. But yeah, there's a scene that is like it does. You doesn't need really need to say. You'll know the scene when you. Yeah, I just like like yeah. P.T. Anderson. Just is 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 a is director that I'm so cold on right now. Like I don't dislike him. I just I'm not arguing. That. I just I I uh, there will be blood made me just so mad. It's really mad. Fair enough. Did you see Blue Jay last year? No. Mark Duplass and Sarah Paulson. Oh, I saw that. That that that's one of those I call like transition movies. I go to Toronto every um, every year because that came out in two thousand six. That yeah. we saw. So when I try to see one movie to the next, I saw like twenty minutes of it because there's like there's big movies and there's like movies I got to see. But then I to kill time, I either go to Tim Hortons or I see like twenty thirty minutes of a movie. I like shot Blue a clock one. to huh. kill time. Pretty much, I saw. Uh, yeah, I, I've, there's lots of like twenty thirty minute. Viewings I've had of like a lot of my movies ass. Like, yeah, I, and that was Blue like, Jay. Blue Jay. I saw that. Movie. I need some I, good homework. It's the Duplass brothers are just the Duplass, but like, well, not in general, but Blue Jay and the Puffy Chair. Yeah, yeah. The Puffy no. Chair is the I best. Like, Puffy Chair is good. Baghead, Baghead. No, that wasn't Andrew Swanberg. Swanberg was good. Oh, I kind of liked it. Greta Gerwig was great in, in, in that one. Uh, I like. Regardless, Hannah takes the stairs. Hannah takes the stairs with Swanberg. That was also yeah. really good too. But I, like Blue Jay, I wasn't expecting it. I was with a friend of mine who I've known for a couple of years now, and I wasn't expecting to like be crying next to him. There's just right. one of those things where it's like, oh, we could do this. I could do this. I wasn't expecting to like be blown up by this movie, and yet it's like, oh, fuck it. What am I? It's like, I'm at the, we were at the Museum of the Moving Image, 
in that big theater. That I got big, a membership there now since that, I'm a Queens resident. Right, I, that uh, big blue theater with the with the you know, the curtain comes up, and I'm yep. like, we're watching this movie. And then afterwards, they were all there, Blue Plus and Sarah Paulson. They all came out afterwards, and the whole audience was totally wrecked after listening watching this movie. And I realized it's like okay, I just spent at least fifteen of this minute, fifteen minutes of this movie weeping in front of a male friend who we've not had that type of relationship at right. this point. And it's like also I noticed that he kind of like wept too. And it's like well, it wasn't a weird thing where it's like you know hey, what's going on? It was like um, it was it was more like I this is just what you have to do. This is what I have to do now. Yeah, so like but when you see your the older you get, when you see your friends cry, that's like a state. Like I think you kind of have to go through it. Like. I've mentioned before, I have my group of college friends, but then my other, like, like my best friends, I've known between the age of 7 and 12, and at this point, I've seen them all cry n- numerous times, and that's like a stage you kind of have to, and especially, I don't like to make it gender-specific, it's like, nah, but, um, that, that, that's the area I guess I gotta, I gotta work on, but, um, yeah, so. Especially when you get to your 40s, it just becomes like, the wall is lower and lower, and you say, I don't give a shit, the way my wife just wears sweatpants all the time now, she just doesn't give a fuck anymore. That's all. There's that's doing. all. That's what the goal is, right? Yo, wear so. sweatpants. For all my uh, my swipees, that's I'm I like that. When yeah. like if you like just your lady walking around the house in sweatpants, that's well. I got that's what's you. Up. you got a lifetime of it in front of you, so you're you're in a good position. I I thought I did uh, a well, few months ago. Yeah, now I think you'll re you'll rebuild but. it and you'll get back to the golden path. Okay, Shai. Andrea, what's up? Shai Hulu. I like your hair. If you. You're from around the way. <laughs> huh. Oh man, I'm going back to the neighborhood. I'm going back to the neighborhood where that music video was shot. Around yeah, because that's where LL Cool J's from, St. Albans, yeah, not just Tribe Called Quest. But if Andrea, what now? If Andrea made it through the whole episode, she's a keeper. That's true. She made it to her shout out. Nice. That's true. That's it a good point. Like I've complimented her hair a couple of times already. In the Andrea. We like oh, you mean to the hair get that you, that's my hair that you just brought us? Wow. That's oh, man. We want to get to show you. The whole episode you. was sticking at the end is Karen. We give so. you the world and you give it to me. Oh, Angela, can't you see? You're for me. Oh, girl, I want to take you to say now. Bench Queens And I'll show you my room You know what I mean We go to Roy Rogers We go get a snack full You and 